Welcome to Friendship with God. Today, Tom Cantor will teach us from Genesis about the strife between Abraham and Lot and how others are watching us when we engage in fighting and strife. This message is available for free download at friendshipwithgod.org or on podcast on iTunes. We want to thank you so much for your listenership and your support of the Friendship with God radio program. And now as Christmas is approaching and Hanukkah just a few weeks away, Tom Cantor has written a 17-page gospel track called How a Jew Learned the True Meaning of Christmas. Now this track will help you to reach lost Jewish people. This track has a wonderful illustration that is even good for Gentiles or Jewish people. It's a wonderful track. Now this booklet is not available on our website, and we truly do have a limited supply of them. But it is available for a donation amount, any amount, today, if you call us at 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. You can get Tom Cantor's gospel track, 17-page gospel tract on how a Jew learned the true meaning of Christmas. Call us today for a donation of any amount, 1-800-247-3051. Now, your donation support of the Friendship with God radio program not only keeps us with this teaching program on the radio, but it will also help Jewish and Gentile people to be reached with the gospel, not just over the airwaves, but at Israel Restoration Ministries and the Friendship with God radio program, we have massive door-to-door evangelization campaigns. And during our outreach campaigns, we reach 1.2 million Jewish doors per year. Now, we promote the program by giving out gospel invitations to listen with door hangers and impact cards. And these gospel invitations go to Jewish people and Gentiles. So without your support of this program and this station, we could not reach the Jew first with the gospel, as well as the Gentiles with the gospel. So today, we're offering you a 17-page gospel track booklet from Tom Cantor called How a Jew Learned the True Meaning of Christmas. You're going to need this at Christmas time, Hanukkah time. It's going to be a great track to help you reach lost Jewish people, especially at Christmas, especially at Hanukkah, those that are around you at work. Now, this track booklet's not available on our website. Again, we truly have a limited supply of them, but it's available for a donation of any amount today if you call us right now at 1-800-247-3051. Now, here's Tom Cantor as we continue our study from the book of Genesis and as we study the life of Abraham. So, just how good and just how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity is exactly just how bad and just how unpleasant it is when brethren do not dwell together in unity. So that's why, and twice in this verse 6, the Lord is saying here and emphasizing that they could not dwell together. It was really bad. It was a really unpleasant thing that happened there. So here comes the collision. In verse 7, there was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle, and the Canaanite and Perizzite dwelt in the land. So here's the strife. There's the collision. The strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle, herdmen of Lot's cattle. Abram also said it extended to strife between Abraham and Lot. Because the land was limited, and both Abraham's and Lot's had a lot of cattle, and there just wasn't enough land for them to both have so arguments and fights broke out between the herdmen of Abraham, herdmen of Lot. Very sharp, angry words were shot to exchanged. Words that were very sad to have been said, where one side accuses the other and the strife just escalates out of control, and it's just out of control. And after it was done, both sides had scored their hits. 
Both sides have done damage to each other. Very sad. Very sad situation. And you know what was really sad about this situation? The last part of verse 7. The Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelled in the land. So God had told Abraham in Genesis 12.3, Abraham, you're supposed to be a blessing to all the families of the earth. And that includes the Canaanite families and the Perizzite families. And what those Canaanite and Perizzite families needed was God. They needed Abraham's God. They needed the God of Abraham. And those Canaanite and Perizzite families needed Abraham to bring them the knowledge of God. And those Canaanite and Perizzite families needed to be attracted to God by the lives of Abraham and Lot. Those were God's men there. And the devil, devil didn't want that. The devil wanted those Canaanite and Perizzite families to be repulsed from God by the lives of Abraham and, and Isaac. The devil was winning here. He's winning. Score one for the devil. Because those Canaanite and Perizzite families saw Abraham's herdmen and Lot's herdmen, and eventually Abraham and Lot, fighting. Now, in verse 8, we read, And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brethren. Now, Abraham He's been healed from his spiritual wounds, the sins of Egypt, a terrible Egypt experience. And now he finds himself in a new terrible trouble, an internal conflict in his home, or the extended home, between himself and Lot, his herdmen, Lot's herdsmen. And in this conflict, we get to see Abraham, the man of God. In this conflict, we get to see Abraham, the friend of God. And hot tempers have been let loose, and that separated Abraham and Lot. You know, cutting words have left their wounds, and that separated Abraham and Lot. And the first three words of verse 8 are very important to us. And Abram said, doesn't say Lot said, says, doesn't say they both said to each other. It says, and Abram said. With those words, and Abram said, we can see that it was Abraham who took the first step. It was Abraham who first extended his hand of peace to Lot. It was Abraham, the man of God, who made the first overture to reconcile between himself and Lot. It was Abraham, the friend of God, who took the first step of the ceasefire between him and Lot. Now, Abraham states, as he says, his first words, the guiding principle that's going to move him along. Let there be no strife. See, that's the guiding principle. He states the goal of what he's trying to see accomplished. Let there be no strife. So by saying, let there be no strife, Abraham was saying that he was willing to sacrifice himself. He was willing to abandon his rights, that there would be no strife between them. Abraham was saying that he was willing to ditch his own desire to set the record straight so that there would be no strife between them. By saying, let there be no strife, Abraham was saying that the strife had caused a great loss, huge loss of a great treasure, a good treasure, a pleasant treasure that they had to recover at all costs. Abraham was saying, let there be no strife because he said, we have got to get back to Psalm 133, 1. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And he knew that the strife between them had caused it to be a situation of 
Behold, and how bad and how unpleasant it is for there to be strife between brethren who are not dwelling together in unity. So, we've all seen how strife that is not quenched from the start causes these sad separations, deep wounds. You know, when my aunt died, she had some Wedgwood china. And my uncle, my uncle, not her husband and her brother, anyway. When my uncle, so she died, right? So my uncle goes in and takes the Wedgwood china. Okay? My cousin said that my aunt had promised her the Wedgwood china. Okay? And so there was a strife over the Wedgwood china. And because of that strife, my uncle and my cousin have not spoken to each other in 20 years. And both my uncle and my cousin have daughters that have exactly the same name. Well, not the same last name. No, no. But the first and second name. The first and middle name. Exactly the same. And my cousin has changed how she pronounces her own daughter's name. So it doesn't sound like my uncle's daughter's name. (laughs) And when she changed the way she pronounced her name, her own daughter's name, I challenged her and I said, I thought you pronounced her name this way. And my cousin said, no, it's never been pronounced that way. (laughs) It's always been this way. And I shook my head and I said, one of us is crazy. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But in her mind, her daughter's name was never pronounced the way that the name of my uncle's daughter is pronounced. Why? Because my uncle took the china. See? <laughs> and this terrible separation has occurred. For what? For just some old Wedgwood china? And for 20 years, our family has watched this terrible separation. And all of us in the family say, look, we're all willing to go down. Each of us will go down to Costco. We'll buy you the Wedgwood china already to settle the issue. I told my wife, I never want to see Wedgwood China in our house. Very bad feeling about Wedgwood China because of that argument. Now, why did that separation happen? Because neither my uncle nor my cousin was willing to say with Abraham, let there be no strife. And it's been over 20 years, and I I know each one is just waiting for the day when they're going to stand over the grave of the other and say, ah, you see, I won. I got the China. And that's so tragically sad. 20 years. 20 years when they should be together and making memories and wonderful histories together as a family. All lost. All gone. Because no one was willing to step forth and say, let there be no strife. And Abraham knew where that strife would end up. So Abraham took the first step when he went to Lot and said, let there be no strife. And Abraham knew that in order for the conflict to stop, one person has to step up to the plate. One person has to eat the humble pie. And he knew that that one person was going to be him. He was determined. That's why he said, let there be no strife. Was it easy for Abraham to say that? I don't think so. It wasn't easy for Abraham to say, let there be no strife. Why was it not easy? Well, because Abraham was Lot's elder. You know, it was a Lot was Abraham's brother's son. I think I said that right. So he's old enough to be his father. So when Abraham says, let there be no strife, Abraham was restraining himself from saying, look, you little squirt. (laughs) He says, I'm your elder. It's time for you to respect your elders. He had a right to say that. But Abraham only said, let there be no strife. You know, Abraham took Lot when his father died. He took him in. And when Abraham said, let there be no strife, 
Abraham was restraining himself from saying, Lot, look, I took you in when your father died. Is this the way you say thank you to me? By displacing me from the land? But Abraham had a right to say that, but he didn't. He only said, let there be no strife. The cattle that Lot had, that was Abraham who was really, you know, the reason for that. Because he only got that cattle because Pharaoh was giving cattle to Abraham. And Lot probably says, you know, I'm his nephew, since you're in the giving mood. <laughs> and so when Abraham said, let there be no strife, Abraham was restraining himself from saying, you would have no cattle if it was not for me. Is this the way you say thank you by displacing me from the land? He had a right to say that, but he didn't say that. He only said, let there be no strife. We will continue finishing with Tom Cantor's message from the life of Abraham. And it's been exciting studying the life of Abraham, who is the father of the Jewish people and nation. Now, Tom Cantor wants to help you to better understand the Jewish people. So today we're offering a two-disc DVD teaching set about the Jewish people. It's called The Jewish People, Past, Present, and Future, as seen in the life of Joseph. It's a wonderful two-disc DVD set that we'd like to offer you today for a donation amount of $50 or more. So please call us today at one 800 247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051 to get a copy of this two-disc DVD teaching set from Tom Cantor on the Jewish people. 1-800-247-3051. And that's for a donation amount of $50 or more, and we'll be able to send you that two hours of teaching from Tom Cantor. This great two-disc set will help you to better understand the Jewish people, their past, their present, their future, as seen in the life of Joseph in scriptures. Now, we're offering this, again, for a donation amount of $50 or more. You can get this two-disc DVD set so you can learn more about the Jewish people, their past, their present, their future, and great Tom Cantor teaching. So call us today for your donation amount of $50 or more. We'll send that to you, 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. Now, we also have a book written by Tom Cantor, called Understanding the Jewish Messiah and the History and Future of the Jewish People Through the Life of Joseph. This book shows you the biblical past, present, and future of the Jewish people. Now call us today so you can learn more about God's lost, chosen nation of people. Now we're offering this to you today for a donation amount of $50 or more. Again, call us 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. For a donation of $50 or more, we've got the two-disc DVD set or the book from Tom Cantor on understanding the past, present, and future of the Jewish people. Now, remember, your donation doesn't just help keep this radio program going on your station in your city, but it also supports Israel Restoration Ministries and the gospel going out to millions and millions of lost people, especially lost Jewish people. And we have door-to-door evangelism that takes place with IRM missionaries that not only put out gospel tracts about the Friendship with God radio program, millions of them, but they also put out millions and millions of gospel gifts to lost Jewish people every year. We've reached millions with the gospel the past three years, so please call us, support this program. You can also donate online at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org, but call us for that offer today of $50 or more. We'll send you the DVD or the book of Understanding the Jewish People, 1-800-247-3051, 1-800-247-3051. Now here's Tom Cantor as we continue studying the life of Abraham. And what Abraham did when he said to Lot, let there be no strife, he was doing what Paul said to do in Romans 12, 16-21, where Paul said, be of the same mind 
one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things that are honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath, and so forth. See, Romans 12 starts with this verse of dedication to God. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, etc. So the chapter then goes on from that point to show us what does a dedicated Christian look like? What does a living sacrifice look like? What does a person look like who is not conformed to this world? What does a person look like whose mind has been transformed? And it says that the person looks like, if at all possible, as much as lieth in you, he's living peaceably with all men. So that person looks like Abraham, who says, let there be no strife. He looks like Abraham who heard the words, as much as lieth in you. See, Abraham was determined to find that certain something lying in him. You know, it reminds me of the skunk. We had the skunk. I told you we had the skunk. He tore up my wife's vegetable garden seven times looking for grubs. It was nice, juicy grubs, you know. And, and the skunk, he'd get down there and he would dig, 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 and there'd be dirt all over the place, you know. I, I had some problem with skunk. I but I went through some anger management, and I'm recovered. I had some prejudice against the skunk, but now I'm not prejudiced. really appreciate the skunk now. I took the skunk. You remember, 18 miles out Highway 94 and turned him loose. I sometimes, you know, worry about the skunk, think about him. Because the skunk was very interesting, because the skunk gets the D for determination. He's very determined, that skunk. Seven times, in seven different nights. And I felt bad that I came out there with the gun and tried to shoot him. But anyway, fortunately, I didn't see him. So He's very determined, the skunk, because he knows there's some juicy grubs down there. And he's going to dig, 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 dig till he finds it. You know, as much as lieth in this vegetable bed, I'm going to find that grub. <laughs> that's what the skunk's saying. <laughs> well, that's what Abraham, he's like the skunk. And he's digging way down in himself and he says, let's see what's lying inside of me. Oh, look, I found lying in me damaged pride. I'm not looking for that. Leave that alone. Oh, I found, I found inside me hurt feelings. No, I'm not looking for that. Leave that alone. I found within me violated rights. No, I'm not looking for that. Leave that alone. And then wait, he says. You know, I found lying in me a desire for unity. Way down there. And a hatred of strife that destroys. I actually found a little bit of affection for Lot. I found that down there. <laughs> and I, got, I found a little bit of love, a little bit of compassion, small amount of understanding for Lot. But never mind, I found it. Bring it up, exalted. I can use this to live peaceably with Lot. And with what I just found, I can say to Lot, let there be no strife. Now, that's what happened with Abraham here. What I just found lying in me, it's possible for me to live peaceably with Lot. And I'll say, let there be no strife. That's Abraham. That's Abraham who says, let there be no strife. And we are the children of Abraham when we say, let there be no strife. That's the greatness of this man and that's why we want to call Abraham our father. And that's why God wants to say to us, Abraham's your father when you say, let there be no strife. When you say, I'm going to live peaceably with all men. When you say, 
Forget about the hurt feelings, the violated rights, etc., etc. You say all that because you dug deep down in your heart like that skunk and you found affection and love and compassion and a desire for unity and a hatred for strife. And so you brought it up and you let that be your guiding principle and then you were really able to say and mean it, let there be no strife. Great sacrifice on the part of Abraham. Great example for us to be self-sacrificing and to deny ourselves. And in that way, we're very, very happy to, <clears throat> to call Abraham our father. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for, Lord, showing us what Abraham went through. Lord, it was such a tough thing for him, just having coming out with the battle scars there in Egypt, and then to face this horrible internal attack on the peace of his home. And Lord, what we thank you, that you gave him the strength, and you, Lord, gave him the strength to dig deep down and find within himself what he needed to live peaceably with with Lot. And we pray, Lord, that what we studied this morning won't just be a study of a history, Lord, increasing our understanding of the Bible, But Lord, let this be for us what will be impregnated on our heart, be embossed on our heart, that we, Lord, will come to you and say, help us to be like Abraham, who said, let there be no strife. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Friendship with God radio program with Tom Cantor. We appreciate your listenership and support of this program. Today we have another great offer for you. Many of you know that Tom Cantor is a great Bible teacher, a pastor, an evangelist, and a CEO. But maybe you didn't know that he's also a successful scientist. That's right. In fact, Tom Cantor has written a short booklet of his life story and his study of science and creationism. It's a 48-page power-packed testimony of his life and how science supports biblical truths of creationism. And this wonderfully titled book is called How a Jew Became a Scientific Creationist. How a Jew Became a Scientific Creationist. There is no true story out there quite like this one from the life of Tom Cantor. And he's got a unique life story. And this is his search for the truth of God And we've recorded it in this wonderful book, How a Jew Became a Scientific Creationist. And it shows how the Creator is easily seen in science and the Bible. This is a very popular evangelism book for Jewish and Gentiles. Now you can get this book, How a Jew Became a Scientific Creationist, free today by calling us at 1-800-247-3051. And for any donation of any amount today, we'll give you that book for free. How a Jew Became a Scientific Creationist by Tom Cantor, his life story as a scientist, and how his search for God showed that we were created. 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051 for any donation amount of any size today. Call us. We'll send you this book, 48-page booklet, on how Tom Cantor saw that science and the Bible completely agree and how he became a scientific creationist being Jewish himself. So he's not only a great Bible teacher, pastor, evangelist, and CEO, but he's also a successful scientist, and you can read about his story and his life and how he understood creationism from the Bible, from science, from the scriptures. How a Jew became a scientific creationist. Call us today, and for a donation of any amount, we'll send you this book from Tom Cantor, 1-800-247-3051.
3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. Now, your donation helps to keep the Friendship with God radio program going across the airwaves, but it also helps the gospel to go out to millions and millions of people, especially lost Jewish people throughout the U.S., Israel, South America, Canada, America. It's going out door-to-door through our IRM missionaries and this radio program, Friendship with God. And your tax-deductible donation and support helps to get the gospel out to Jewish people and to Gentiles. So by you financially supporting this program, you are helping the gospel to go to the Jew first, as it says in Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it, that's the gospel, is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, your support of the Friendship with God radio program keeps us on the airwaves with teaching, and we do get Jewish people that listen in as well, too, but it also helps the gospel to go to the Jew first as we reach millions of lost Jewish people every year with the gospel. We want you to support and be a part of that, so go to friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org to be able to donate online or call us today at 1-800-247-3051. We do need your support, 1-800-247-3051. 3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. You can get Tom Cantor's gospel tract, 17-page gospel tract on how a Jew learned the true meaning of Christmas. Call us today for a donation of any amount, 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. Call us. We'll send you this book, 48-page booklet on how Tom Cantor saw that science and the Bible completely agree and how he became a scientific creationist, being Jewish himself. Go to friendshipwithgod.org, hear about what's going on through our newsletter and Tom Cantor's daily devotional verse, or call us at 1-800-247-3051. 1-800-247-3051. Thanks for listening, and join us again tomorrow.